Hello and welcome to B-Side, where we revisit business world stories. In this episode, research head Le Oi and economist Dr. Ulf Abelia pick apart data recently released by the Philippine Statistics Authority. We're talking about the monthly integrated survey of selected industries and the labor force survey. The manufacturing sector, in particular, is crucial to the country's long-term growth because it hires more from low-income households. They also talk about the possible effects of COVID-19 on the labor situation and whether we can return to the new normal despite the bleak and volatile situation. Hello, Dr. Fabelia. Thank you for coming today and uh, taking your time to discuss with us regarding no matters at hand. Thank you for inviting. There's a lot of things going on. And obviously, there's a lot of things we'd like to talk about with all the developments going on at home and abroad. For this session, however, we'd zero in on the data being released by the Philippine Statistics Authority last week and two weeks ago, namely the PSA's Monthly Integrated Survey of Selected Industries for Factory Output and then the Labor Force Survey for the Labor Situation. But first, before we get to that, I noticed that You've been emphasizing before in your columns pieces regarding the importance of manufacturing in its role for inclusive growth. Can you tell our listeners what distinguishes manufacturing from, say, services, which has been known to be a consistent growth driver, as opposed to manufacturing that's susceptible to cyclical downturns? Thank you, Leo. Mm-hmm. Our research has focused on the impact of manufacturing on uh, the prospects of the country as a whole. Right. As you know, manufacturing, as well as agriculture mm-hmm. and tradable services, these are called tradables. In other words, they are produced here, mm-hmm. but their market is the whole world. Right. In contrast, there are activities that are called non-tradables, that are produced here mm-hmm. and are sold locally. Right. So, for example, fast food services. McDonald's is a fast food service entity. It produces food and then it competes only with Jollibee and other such fast food establishments. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mamacita is a tradable goods manufacturer. It produces the uh, processed products, goods, and then 50% of that is sold in Europe, for example. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, Mamacita is competing with all rivals in the rest of the world. Right. Whereas McDonald's is competing with rivals only in the domestic market. Right. Mm. So, for example... Kung mataas ang presyo ng elektrisidad, mm-hmm. McDonald's and Jollibee are subject to the same high price. Right. So it doesn't affect the competitiveness of McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Pag mataas ang presyo ng elektrisidad, mamasitas costs will increase. Right. And they will have to contend with rivals whose electricity price cost right. is probably lower. Mm-hmm. And and so they had the sila, and maaring they will have to cut down on cost, or at worst they will have to cut down on their employment. Right. Mm. So there is a big difference between 
tradables and non-tradables, I always emphasize this. Right. So you cannot treat the two activities similarly or in exactly the same way mm-hmm. because the prospects of non-tradables and tradables are different depending on the rivals that you are confronting abroad. Right. And so the, we have noticed of our group that manufacturing is interesting, especially in low-income countries. And this has something to do with inclusion. concept of poverty reduction and income inequality. The mm-hmm. manufacturing sector kasi has a tendency to hire more from low-class households. Right. Ang new hires nila likely low-income class household. Income class and educational attainment. Educational attainment. Right. And also, on the whole, its average wage rate is higher. Right. So, it has an impact on the inclusion picture for the country. Right. And this is especially true if manufacturing is growing faster mm-hmm. than the services sector, meaning to say manufacturing is the sector that's pulling the economy right. forward. So inclusion on rapid growth, employment creation, mm-hmm. a strong manufacturing sector is kind of crucial. Right. And our neighbors have gone through episodes where manufacturing was the, really the engine of growth. Right. But we haven't in the last 40 years. Our experience is that the service sector has been the, the engine pulling the economy. Only in the administration of Benigno Aquino mm-hmm. has this trend been, in a sense, uh, pushed backward. So the old trend is something that my group, we call it development progeria. Mm-hmm. And you know what progeria is? Progeria is a genetic malfunction right. where a kid, five years old, has the physical powers of a man 60 years old. Right. And of course, in the medical side, the progeria is dead by around age 15. Right. Hopingly, right. development progeria is not genetic. It's right. something that is the result of the choices we make as a right. nation. So with the progeria, sir, you're implying that having a strong makeup in the economy through the services sector is something that should be achieved at the latter stages of development. In the normal life cycle of economies, mm-hmm. that the services sector is growing faster than the manufacturing sector is part of that era when you have arrived. Right. And then mm-hmm. you are now affluent. Then the logic of the game changes and the cost of labor becomes very high. Mm-hmm. And so now you switch more uh, for growth from the services sector. Kaya sinasabi ko progeria, kung low-income country ka, wala ka pa, hindi ka pa arrived. Ang actuations mo ay parang arrived na. Ayan ang progeria. Because we're predominantly services now. Services, even before we have become a high-income country. Now we are how much... Services now constitutes about 58%. Oh, around that figure, yes. And that is OECD standard. Right. And it should be around 40 
and manufacturing and industry should be around 40 as well, but that's not where we are. So you were saying that with the tradable sector representing manufacturing, or rather manufacturing representing the tradable sector, for the Philippines to proceed from, I'll say, a lower middle income to, say, a higher middle income country. So the manufacturing sector should grow faster than services for it Correct. to ensure growth is inclusive. Correct. Right. One important aspect of having the global market as your destination of your produce mm-hmm. is that you have a very high scale-up potential. Right. If you are able to ride on that trajectory, you can grow for maybe 20 years mm-hmm. and, and still be viable. Right. If you are serving the domestic market, chances are you will hit the ceiling very quickly. Mm-hmm. And when you hit that ceiling, then you will have to turn to something else. But if you force growth when you have hit the ceiling, mm-hmm. what you will have will be a bust. Right. You will have what called in the past, boom-bust cycle. But boom-bust cycle is natural for growth that is pulled along by the services sector. For example, most of the boom-bust occur in the real estate property development. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't seem to happen to countries right. who are depending on manufacturing as their lead, right. lead growth sector. Which is unfortunate because if you look at the latest data by the PSA, we're seeing to get the impression that manufacturing is once again losing steam as compared to what the previous administration has experienced where manufacturing has outpaced services. So to illustrate, so you have a 2018 GVA growth, gross value added growth of 4.9% in 2018 for manufacturing as compared to some 8.4% the previous year, that's in 2017, which... We were hoping, sana, that in the year after that, it will recover. But mm-hmm. it actually decelerated further to 3.8%, mm-hmm. which was historically the lowest in 10 years or since 2009. That, um, is, I, that I consider to be a rather sad development. Because uh, in the first full year of the Turkey administration, 2017, mm-hmm. the GDP growth was more than 6.5%. 6.5% is the standard for the new normal. Mm-hmm. As well as manufacturing sector was growing faster. GBA was growing faster than services sector. Mm-hmm. So, right. okay, it's a new normal. Since then, although growth has still been rapid, it has lost one leg right. of the new normal. And that leg is the differential in the growth of manufacturing and services. Mm-hmm. Last year, that was the case. Right. And we were hoping that it was just a simple hiccup no? that we can recover from quickly. Mm-hmm. But this year, given our 2019, it has actually continued. Mm-hmm. And 2020 doesn't seem to be a promising year because of the global mm-hmm. turbulence. No? So it doesn't look like the 30 will end this watch. Being able to attain the new normal growth. Remember when he started, their promise was not only to, not that to match, but to actually exceed mm-hmm. the new normal growth set by the previous administration. I was hoping that at least it would be matched because that growth episode 
a previous administration was very, very promising mm -hmm. in terms of the pushback on development for Jewry. But it's not coming true. Well, at least siguro for the first two years, that was the case because you have a 7.1 growth in 2016, then you have an 8.4 growth in 2017. First full year. Right, yes. first full year of Duterte administration. Then 2018 came along and then everybody seemed to blame inflation during that time, right? Which affected all sectors, not just manufacturing, right? So after that year, we were hoping that it will recover. Then the budget delay, delay came along. Mm -hmm. And then you have the ongoing effects of the trade war between U.S. and China, mm -hmm. which disrupted value chains. And then once again, we're hoping that it will recover. Then COVID-19 came in 2020. Mm -hmm. So is there a way for the manufacturing sector to be resilient? Or is this something like it's beyond our control as far as government is concerned? If you consider the two sectors, manufacturing services, mm -hmm. It's clear that servicing the world market will always be more volatile. Right. Will always run into headwinds. Because the upward prospect of manufacturing is higher, mm -hmm. it's more risky. Mm -hmm. It's really more risky than the services sector. It's, it's actually taking more risk. But we cannot avoid the risk because mm -hmm. it's only with the risk that we are able to reach to mm -hmm. a higher growth uh, trajectory. Right. So, yes, consider, for example, the funerary services. There's no volatility right. there. There's no shortage of demand. Right. <laughs> shortage right. of demand. Right. But it's not also a very good idea for perhaps MVP mm -hmm. to hide behind the funerary services. Right. If you want a more higher upward horizon, you have to take risks. Mm -hmm. For the manufacturing sector itself, how will they be able to diversify the portfolio? And as Aachen, size itself is a homemade insurance. Mm -hmm. Size can withstand a lot of volatility. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, if our conglomerates, uh, who are at the moment not mm -hmm. heavily into, into tradables, by the way, mm -hmm. they're not into manufacturing, if they are more into manufacturing, then the non-traded segment of their business mm -hmm. will be able to withstand better the global volatilities and will be able to have the manufacturing side. No? That's why one of our advocacies is for the large conglomerates to begin to be involved with manufacturing. That has started already mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Right. But it hasn't been growing at a pace that we are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. One area where conglomerates can go into in a big way in manufacturing is food mm -hmm. production. Right. Clearly, some of the conglomerates have manifested tremendous interest in going into food production. Mm -hmm. But the problem is the farm sector itself is constrained by many... Right political and policy hurdles. Mm -hmm. Maliliit na yung mga pag-aari na lupa. Mm -hmm. Kailangan mo i-consolidate yan to into a big... MVP is interested, but you have to offer him 10,000 hectares. He's not going to right. look at 500 hectares. Right. That's not <laughs> in his uh, portfolio. Which I'm glad that you pointed out food manufacturing 
because in the PSA's MISI survey, where they measure factory output, uh, you have food manufacturing, which is the biggest manufacturing subsector, actually registered around six to, I think, six or eight straight months of decline. Right? Mm-hmm. For the overall sector, you have 14 months. But when you have the biggest subsector exhibiting losing streaks of that magnitude, I think it's concerning. So again, going back to manufacturing, do you think that would manifest in the labor situation in the coming months? Because you're talking about manufacturing having this ability to generate jobs mm-hmm. as much or even better as services. So with all of this coming in, will these concerns such as the COVID-19, the trade war, the delay in the budget where the government is trying to catch up, would that reflect in the labor situation? I think it will reflect, but with the lag. You are aware, investment decisions take a long time to materialize. Mm-hmm. Investments that are ongoing in 2019, 2020 are those that have been planned and decided on maybe three years ago. Mm-hmm. So if there is volatility at the moment and there is some doubt about the fealty mm-hmm. of the, the current uh, administration to sanctity of contracts right. and rule of law, that will affect the investments three years from now, mm-hmm. perhaps in the presidency of somebody else. Right. No? Mm-hmm. My concern is long-term growth. I'm not very concerned with growth today, or, right. but the trajectory, that's mm-hmm. what I'm very concerned with. Right. Our very recent research shows that the investment rate in the Philippines mm-hmm. over the years associates very, very closely right. with the expectations uh-huh. of the rule of law index. So, parang twins. Eh. Uh-huh. <laughs> parang twins sila. Yeah. In other words, if the expectation on the rule of law and sanctity of contracts deteriorates, mm-hmm. then it, it has a tremendous long-term effect on investment. You brought up rule of law index, which is a coincidence because the data actually just came out today. No, really? March 11. We ranked around 90, mm-hmm. so which pretty much unchanged mm-hmm. from last year, which I don't think is a good news for us because you know, no change is just as the same as worsening, mm-hmm. right? So you've brought up um, investments. You mentioned earlier that the investment rate for the Philippines is like, what, 28%? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that the government or the private sector has to improve upon? Or how does it compare with our neighbors? We haven't looked at the data carefully. Right. But when I talked to some people in PESA, one of the things that I asked was, have you had expansion plans in the last three years? And they said yes. Mm-hmm. We were talking to especially to uh, digital something, IM digital or something. Mm-hmm. They said yes, but in the end, we didn't build the plant here. We built it in Vietnam. Okay. So that says that uh, they are comparing the parameters for their investments, and mm-hmm. they realized Vietnam is a better investment deal, and that's what they did. So that is a little sad because that was then, but about a year ago. Mm-hmm. But now we have Honda pulling out right. its production unit on top of other corporations that have decided to move out. And taken as a whole, it's very disturbing. Uh, because most of these are 
tradables, mm -hmm. either tradable goods or tradable services. Since our goal as a nation is to become a not an attractive manufacturing hub, not yet in the league of China, mm -hmm. but at least as good as or uh, as uh, attractive as Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, no contest. Vietnam is just so right. much more attractive. Which was a shame because car sales tend to be one of our strengths mm -hmm. um, prior to the events that occurred in, I think, 2018 when the train law was passed. So during that year, car sales were down, expectedly, because we raised the excise taxes of automobiles. Mm -hmm. Then we're expecting a rebound in 2019, which we did a bit, right? But this year, you have Honda, like you said, pulling out. Um, then you have the COVID thing again. That's going to affect everything, not just manufacturing. So in the long term, is there a way for the government to insulate manufacturing from these effects? Or if not just insulate, to improve upon in the long run? As you know, some of the volatilities, some of the uncertainties are man-made. Mm -hmm. Gawana then, as yeah. President Duterte in 2016 uh, said, sometimes we are our own mm -hmm. worst enemies. Right. <laughs> and many of the problems are man-made. Train 2 is going to be passed, mm -hmm. but we're not very sure about how it will affect uh, investment, especially in PESA, locators mm -hmm. in PESA. Mm -hmm. There are rumors that it's going to adversely affect investment in PESA. And of course, the Vietnamese are wringing their hands mm -hmm. in, in expectation. <laughs> to me, the Train 1 was a real, real policy victory. Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure of train two. You know why? Why? Train two, you're giving up 350 billion pesos in taxes mm -hmm. in the hope that lower corporate tax will trigger okay. new investments. But there's no evidence of that. But will that passage assure investors at least that there's no going to be uncertainty in policy anymore once that gets passed, right? Because everybody's in the wait and see mode. Right. So once that gets passed, isn't that a victory in itself? Yeah, but it could be over tomorrow. Right. If you simply say, we're not going to pass it right. anymore. Okay. Well, that's bad. <laughs> it could be over tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But then it's more clear. Mm -hmm. We are going to stay with the old tax structure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which to me was quite good for PESA. Mm -hmm. Moving from PESA 5, the old PESA tax structure, which is 5% gross, mm -hmm. to, let us say, a 20% corporate income tax, mm -hmm. which is the ultimate goal of Train 2. Right. In 10 years, huh? mm -hmm. 10 years. Yeah. That is still a reduction in PESA incentives. You know why? Because DOF estimates that the 5% growth mm -hmm. translates into 13% corporate income tax. Right. So, bumaba yung incentives nila okay. relative to the goal of the end goal of train two. Mm. Okay. So, so ang, ang point ko naman is should you treat tradables and non-tradables in exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. My point is no. Okay. Because fairness does not always require 
that you treat unequals equally. Okay. Okay. So to wrap it up, so basically, I think the takeaway here is: is there hope for the manufacturing sector after all, given the headwinds that we're experiencing right now and all the volatilities and the fluctuations in the in the global market? The way I look at this, is there hope that that we will return to the new normal set yeah. by the last administration? It's very bleak at the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And given the global volatilities, it's even bleaker. Mm-hmm. At the moment, I think there is no strong enough consciousness to match, but not even to surpass, but just to match the growth uh, record of the new norm. Mm-hmm. By new normal, again, you meant faster growth in manufacturing compared to services. That's the new normal. Well, 6.5% GDP growth. Mm-hmm. And manufacturing growth being faster than services growth. Right. So Those are the two conditions for the new normal. Right. So right now, it's really more of bracing ourselves for the COVID impact. Mm-hmm. We're more of the defensive side. Defensive right? mode. So after all of these clears, then you're expecting we're going to go back to that new normal. Is that what you're saying, sir? That is more a hope than a conviction. Oh. Okay. I hope that that happens. Mm-hmm. But if the center of government keeps testing the limits of the rule of law and the global investment ratings begin to begin to go south, we might not be able to go back. Right. We have to be careful because uh, our growth is to a great extent in manufacturing and in tradables to a great extent related to foreign investment. Mm-hmm. And when foreign investment has second thoughts, then we start right. to cough. Right. So the <laughs> last two, cool. yeah. So the last two years of the administration is really crucial. It's very yeah. crucial yeah. That for the administration to, in a sense, right the boat. Right. I hope that the economic managers, who, after all, are riding a very, very good economic program, mm-hmm. apart from things that I disagree with, but on the whole, a pretty good economic program, would also plug a hole that is even more important than the rest that they are plugging, and that, that the hole of the rule of law. They should be able to plug the hole of the rule of law because whatever their success in plugging holes in the investment highway, they are trying to do with build, build, build. Mm-hmm. That will become academic. The rule of law hole is not plugged. Oh, okay. So let's hope everything turns out to be fine in the, mm-hmm. the next few months let's, or years. Let's hope that the coronavirus, as bad as it is, mm-hmm. will make us sit back and say, hey, there are, maybe we should be more prudent, more careful. Maybe we should make hay while the sun shines right. rather than quarrel while the sun shines. Right. <laughs> yeah, good point. So that pretty much wraps up the podcast. So thank you again, Dr. Fabelia, for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. That concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard economist and national scientist of the Philippines, Dr. Raul Fabelia, and Business World's head of research, Leo Uy, talking about the importance of the manufacturing sector to long-term growth, as well as the labor situation in light of COVID-19, the trade war between U.S. and China, and the delayed budget approval. This episode was recorded before Manila was placed on lockdown on March 11, 
in the Business World Studio in Quezon City. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening, and please keep safe.